0: We were somewhere near Bosto, on the edge of the desert, when the drugs began to take hold. Now, see here. This is a very special episode of Six Pack Double Feature. You see, today the old boys are tracking down an international diamond smuggling ring and a stolen spacecraft. Exactly. It's the James Bond Super Special with Diamonds Are Forever and Moonbreaker. Now, pay attention. (laughs) <laughs> you're, you're, this is totally not the second recording of the beginning of this episode. <laughs> the uh Your the computer, computer
1: sure didn't take a dump.
0: No, this the, is definitely all fresh. We didn't we didn't get ten to twelve minutes of conversation before the computer took a shit on us <laughs> and had to be restarted and only saved uh the music and uh, part of our tangent conversation. Yeah, that's
1: unfortunate. So uh Hey, welcome in. We're uh doing six pack double featured Bond <laughs> style two point 2.0.1.2.12. 1. 2. Or 1.01. 1.
0: <laughs> so if we're a little more tipsy than you expected us to be at the start of an episode. we're a little
1: more into the beer than what the episode is in relation to. <laughs>
0: Episode-wise, we're fresh. Beers-wise, we're, we're halfway through the first part of an episode. So hey, yeah. So just, it's all for your enjoyment. Yeah. Um, here's the Moonwrecker trailer. From the most exotic locations on Earth. Moonraker will
1: transport you to another world. spectacular adventure
0: in space moonraker it's out of this world
1: what exactly are you up to here drex moonraker one lift off moonraker two lift off moonraker three lift off moonraker four lift off That's me cutting the trailer off. Uh, this, these 70s trailers are killer. How long was that trailer? Uh, well, the first one was the almost point- four minutes. This one was three, and it was still still dreadfully long.
0: Yeah, we, we cut them both off. Luckily, we cut them both off at the same spot. Totally off topic. Best Bonds, best to worst. Go. Worst
1: to best? Worst would be... Um, best to worst. Best to worst. To worse. So Connery worst. to Lazenby. Go. <laughs> Connery, number one. Number two, I'd say Brosnan. Number three would be more. Maybe Dalton kind of are like fighting for that. Maybe both. Maybe both in the middle. And then Lazenby would be. <clears throat> Lazenby's fifth because. No Daniel no Craig. had one. Way. Yeah. And we're no Daniel Craig. Lazenby would be fifth because Lazenby only had one film. And while well, I enjoy the film and not everybody does, but it's. It's just – it's kind of hard to gauge him because he's only had one.
0: One. My list is Connery, Dalton, Pierce Brosnan, Roger Moore, George Lazenby.
1: I love how I now have a second pool of beer that's waiting to – I knew that was going to happen.
0: I was so excited for it to happen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, welcome in to uh, – Six-pack double feature. Six-pack double feature. I'm drinking Boddingtons with the little CO2 cartridges like um, Guinness has. And And, uh, unfortunately – it's a little fizzy. It's a little fizzy, and it likes to out on the table.
0: I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't in mood for an English beer today, and uh, I had to look a little bit. Uh, I had to look a little bit, but I found a Blue Moon Raker. Uh, I thought would be Belgium is close. It's a Belgian white, and Belgium is close to France, which is where Drax is from.
1: Well, and my beer has been brewed since the 1700s, so it's about as old as this franchise. <clears throat> <laughs> and it was uh, started about the time that trailer started yeah well. um so where do we start this conversation? where do we restart
0: now? this conversation a second time we mentioned um well no one else knows we this,
1: love the we love the cold open the cold open was great the cold open is amazing the reason why the cold open is awesome is because it's live action shot in camera how many takes did it take them to do that stunt
0: um 88 Eighty-eight takes. <laughs> We're gonna blow through a lot of stuff here, gang. No,
1: but this episode is significantly quicker. <laughs> Readers,
0: Reader's Digest version. <laughs> Nathan, I want to. I, want, I do want to make mention if people want to read your
1: uh, your prior James Bond blog, they can look at that. Where they can go to theinconsistentwriter.blogspot.com. I've written on all of the Bond films, and, uh, minus Daniel Craig, because it was really more of a rebonding. Sure, because that's what I called it—rebonding, and uh, going back and trying to look at it with fresh eyes, and just—that's <laughs> a nice sound. That's a nice ring to it. Thanks. <laughs> um, and so, uh, it kind of—it kind of hit me a few years ago when I was popping through HBO and they had some movies to watch on demand. But they had all but the good Pierce Brosden film. So they Which only mean, had Goldeneye. No, so they, they had everything but Goldeneye. Damn it. Exactly. Got that backwards. Yeah, it's the last beer for you on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Water yeah. and pizza for me. And so it just made me go, you know what? I think I may have been a little too hard on Brosnan's films. Uh, go back and read. Yes and no. Yes and no. But justifiably so. Still kind of hard on Brosnan's films because – At least half are not great, and really, it's more three-quarters aren't great. I like Brosnan. I don't like most of his movies.
0: Denise Richards as a nuclear
1: physicist. Yeah. You know what? I'll tell you one thing. If Denise Richards hadn't been in that movie... It still would have been shit. No. I don't think it would have been as bad, but that's neither here nor there, because we're not here talking about... The world is not enough. We're here to talk about Moonraker. I always wanted to have Moonraker and
0: in Istanbul. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, Moonraker,
0: we're where we're the puffy enough. French guy wants to start his master race. Let me finish. In space. Because? Star Wars.
1: Yeah, because Star Wars. This Moonraker was because of Star Wars. Although, wasn't,
0: wasn't this based on a book, too? Well, yeah. This, I, well, I, they were know, all based on a oh, book. I'll
1: tell but. you. Oh, hold on. Um, the character... James Bond, and yes. Hugo Drax, the name, and then the name of the book, Moonraker, uh-huh. that's all about it, of what it was based off of. Oh, really? <laughs> it was that
0: much of a difference. Let's take the book, take the title, take the main character... And the main bad guy, and, and then put it much, in Star Wars. Yeah. Cool. it's based off. Hey, the, can we
1: bring back Jaws? Yeah, but let's... Let's make well, him ruin the
0: coolest cold opening.
1: Well, you know you can blame the probably the fan base, especially the kids, for that one in the seventies because they loved Jaws. They realized I did too. J- well Jaws, and you notice at the end of like the Spy Who Loved Me, he does not die. He He's, his head pops up yeah. in the water, and so they brought him back purposefully because they wanted him to fan make. Favorite. Well, they wanted they wanted to make Jaws a good guy, well or a. Mm-hmm. Shift him. And yes, he does shift. Unfortunately, a majority of the jokes are at the expense of Jaws in this film.
0: Too. This was my favorite Bond movie when I was a kid.
1: Absolutely. Mine too. Um, um Yeah. Uh, I wanted the gadgets. I wanted...
0: <coughs> and all the I mean, who loc- doesn't
1: want to go to space when you're a kid? I mean, now, but I mean... Shit, I'd go now, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, the locations are fantastic. And it we were talking off mic actually was on mic it was on mic, it was on mic. <laughs> but off, it, it off got, computer <laughs> but the the way the film stock looks is yeah it's got this silvery sort of metallic tone in a good way that they kind of kept all the way up through goldeneye um so it looks really good it's got a, it's got a nice classic feel they go to a lot of the classic locations right. bond is very debonair in it mm-hmm. but it's still bad <laughs> in 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 a lot of ways the the arm flapping during the
1: It ruins that entire, in my opinion, it almost ruins the incredible awesomeness of that live action cold open with, just leave it to one joke and instead they hit like two or three more. Mm -hmm. The one joke with Jaws needs to be, I pull on my string for my parachute and it rips out because I'm so strong or he just had a crappy parachute. I don't know. Isn't it during that cold open when she says, any higher, Mr. Bond, and my my ears ears will pop. pop. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, his hand is sliding up her thigh, and that's quite, quite high. far. Yes, yes. Um, my ears popped. <laughs> <laughs> it's still in
0: my top ten bonds, which doesn't say a lot because there's only 25, tw- 20, 24, 26 25? movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's shitty, but it has some really good, uh, some really good elements. Um, it's sort of like. It's sort of like the Adam West Batman for me. I I I'll watch Moonraker. I'll I'll say it. I'll watch Moonraker before I'll watch Spectre. Uh
1: The Jan, the Daniel Craig's are too heavy. Like they're These too... are and you, these hit more nostalgic and they're definitely not a, they don't feel as serious. Well, he's he's
0: a super spy, man. He's not supposed to be Dan, well, no, uh, the the born is, he's, guy. He's yeah,
1: he's like super agent. He's not even a spy cuz everyone knows who he is. Exactly. He's the worst spy.
0: They don't know who he is when they don't need to know who he is. And Until they know who he is, and then, then they really oh, know world who he is. Oh, world-famous secret agent. Yeah. He's the worst person at his job ever, except for Boba Fett.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I always forget how much... Every time I revisit this film, the more I really like um, Corrine, the helicopter pilot, the one who has the incredibly horrific, tragic death. Oh, that yes. That girl. Death by Doberman. She's so cute and adorable and there's just this kind of innocence about her Mm -hmm. and uh, heart of gold yeah and what's yeah don't work yeah and the problem is is don't work for you know megalomaniac crazy freaks chubby french hitler yeah don't work for chubby french hitler (laughs) you might get out of here alive (laughs) is that your i'm gonna write it down (laughs) chubby french hitler well he kind of is because i mean he almost. Are his suits kind of almost like that? Kind of similar to the Blofeldish to an like extent. Like a Nehru jacket? Yeah, a little bit. They tried to harken to it a little, but. It's all like one tone, one color. But no, I just. Every time I rewatch it, I go, man, I really like her. Man, it really sucks when she dies. Because. What that, else is she going to do, though? No, she serves a point to. For Bond to take advantage of her <laughs> in the story, what's his in order to get information? And what's, then, his, uh,
0: what's his? What's his? Is betting women count in this movie? Uh, I don't. Two
1: or three. Okay. Well, does he? He doesn't bed the one in the plane. No, he doesn't get there yet. He's got. Is it three? Because th- 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 when women. he's in Brazil, that so at least three. Yeah, he's at least three. His dong is busy in this movie. James Dong, his, his Dong has fatigue, just like I do <laughs> by the end of this movie. That's
0: why he retired after the after the next movie because he had Dong fatigue.
1: Unfortunately, that is not the case because he did three more. He did
0: three <laughs> more. What, it was due to a kill octopusy okay. and
1: okay. We have Moon, Ra- we got Live and Let Die, and we have The Man with the Golden Gun. Those are like within a year apart, and like we discussed before, they feel like they're they're like shot back to back. It's almost like They're like sequels to each other. Sure. They have that same look and feel to it. Then we got The Spy Who Loved Me. Best. His best. Right. His best. And then we have Moonraker, which is 79. And then we have The Spy Who Loved Me. And then we have Octopussy. And then we have You to a Kill. So he had three more in the chamber. (laughs) He had three more rounds left. Before Dong fatigue fully took him. (laughs) Exactly.
0: What does it work about this movie?
1: Oh, anything with the word space in it,
0: <laughs> or their or their lack of knowledge well, of space. I, what
1: does it work? The director, I put here. The director deemed it more important to focus on sight gags, jokes, and a cartoon sense of humor, and the end result is an ineffective film that cares more about a double take pigeon hmm. than keeping <laughs> its audience invested. You can't just drive a gondola through Venice. Well, boat or or hovercraft. Hovercraft. Yeah, it's. It's not going to happen. I mean, I know you like... The chase is great. The chase is great. Unfortunately, it's in a gondola that looks retarded. <laughs> and the older you get,
0: the, the less... Yeah, when he just... They, they don't seem to put much in the way of physics, either.
1: No. Um, yeah, what doesn't work? Space Marines, space lasers, the giant space station, six space shuttles. <laughs> Basically anything with the word space in
0: it. And a pearl necklace around the entire globe filled with some sort of
1: uh, orchid gas... That's going to kill people. The, the spaceship can't come
0: back at the end of the movie. The spaceship has to come in, as any spaceship does, has to come in at a certain angle, lest yeah. you bounce off the atmosphere. Well, that's but you're... this orchid fart is going to come back down through the atmosphere and poison the entire globe? Come on, man.
1: No, that's your other guy. Orchid fart? Orchid
0: I'm... fart. <laughs> I'm going to write it down.
1: <laughs> uh, what does it work? Uh, well, some people love Michael Lonsdale's Jacks I kind of find his performance a little bland and and uneventful although Same. but on the revisit it didn't bother me as much and I realized that almost every single line that I really enjoyed was delivered by him he Hold had to- the best like bond like delivery lines about bond or to do something yeah. about bond because I put down here um regarding regarding best lines um, as I scroll back and forth going where are you lines Uh, (laughs) you like that let's roll back and forth back and forth yeah Hugo Drax has some of the best (laughs) lines though in the entire film first one look out for Mr. Bond see that some harm comes to him that's one of my favorites that's a good one Mr. Bond you defy all my attempts to plan an amusing death for you (laughs) Jaws Mr. Bond must be cold after his swim place him where he can be assured of warmth (laughs) Uh, James Bond, you appear with the tedious inevitability of an unloved season. (laughs) Like mud season here in Tennessee? Right, you know. uh, And then the last one, allow me to introduce you to the airlock chamber. Observe, Mr. Bond, your route from this world to the next. And you, Dr. Goodhead, your desire to become America's first woman in space will shortly be fulfilled. (laughs) Those are great lines. Those are are great Bond lines in a really bad Bond movie. My favorite. Well, we talked about this before, but we'll bring it up in the 2.0 discussion. These are probably the best worst Bond movies (laughs) or worst best Bond movies. Worst best. Right. That sounds like sausage from... German. Worst. Best worst. Best worst.
0: <laughs> That's exactly what a chubby French Hitler would eat. Yeah.
1: Well, that seems appropriate.
0: Um, the, skipping around. Um, so I know we were just talking about Drax and kind of what what worked. But you went into favorite lines, so I'll come back to what doesn't, what does work, what doesn't, does whatever. But uh, I love that whole sequence when they're in the uh, sort of the outback of Brazil. And uh, Bond finds himself at that MI6, like... <sighs> why well, I can't
1: Okay Sort of Spanish he, architecture. Is it when he rides in looking like with Clint the, Eastwood almost? Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, did you ever expect in a Bond movie to ever see I mean, I didn't get it as a kid, I got it older, just going, Did you ever expect to see James Bond ride in on horseback with like that poncho whatever no. thing with the cowboyish looking hat on? Yeah. It's like with the music from the magnificent seven.
0: Yeah. They stole Michael. a lot of like they bar- I like the reference to uh, to uh, not, not two thousand one, but the reference to uh, yeah. Close Encounters yes. was was a nice and subtle little thing. But the Magnificent Seven was so overt. But was I, like, I I still like that get whole it? sequence. Get it? He's a do cowboy. You do you get it?
1: Um, By the way, do you get it? <laughs> That's this
0: movie. One of my favorite lines though, because you hit one, which is uh, "Look after Mr. Bond. See that some harm, harm comes, comes to him." It. Yeah, he's got. Uh, but is when they're the uh, they're in the. Uh, the Q divisions area and they're using that indigenous weapon. And bond says balls, Q bowlers, o seven I laugh every time. I, cause it's just, a, it's a dick joke. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't think of bond. Well, he makes dick jokes, but they're less on the nose or less on the balls than that. <laughs> uh, it's more balls
1: than dick. Jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's more balls than dick. It joke. was more balls than dick jokes. Um, I mean, cause that's what I put in his, uh, what was it? Do you find it strange that M's temporary office with money, with money penny into, along with Q, who always has some kind of pop up laboratory conveniently located in the country that Bond just so happens to be in at, at the same time? I make, I find it strange only because on a logistical level, it's effing ridiculous. Who's paying the bills? Yeah. Well, the British people but it, it seemed like that rate. that happened a lot with specifically with Roger Moore movies what it's was like the one they, where they transported were... and moved his like M's office his whole office money yeah. penny and NQ q were all there the dumbest one was when they're in that uh,
0: sunken half sunken ship in the bay in Hong Kong Kowloon Bay i think uh-huh. Uh huh. And Man with the Golden Gun, and the ships all at a yes. tilt, and yes. everything's at a tilt. But you come in, and it's actually the floors are level, but it yes. looks like the floor. That was really stupid.
1: Yeah, but the great set design, really yeah, stupid, it's a great set idea, design.
0: like Ripley's in, in Gatlinburg. Um, I still really like the. It's it's more of belie- a more believable for them to have an entire sort of MI6 satellite headquarters in the middle of the 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 outback in Brazil than it is for them to be in the ship in Hong Kong. Um, as far as what doesn't work for me, it's basically the list
1: is long. The the list, and I will start here. The list is
0: long and beefy. The bringing Jaws back was stupid. Making Jaws talk at the end was stupid. Making his story arc. His story arc, making him fall in love, love with, with uh, a blonde
1: dwarf, was stupid. I Well, here's what doesn't make sense. If here's to us. Well, if he's... <laughs> I forgot about that.
0: That's all he said. He bites... <laughs> She's going to drink glass, man. He bit the... bit. You can't oh, just take the, the cork out uh, your strong, super strong hitman Jaws Oh, guy. that's
1: right. He bites off the champagne the bottle. glass.
0: You're going to eat glass. Well... This, that's going to be a fun if, journey if for you. If he's
1: looking for the tip-top, cream-of-the-crop, like, specimens, why in the world did he pick a, like, four-foot-two pigtail blonde with glasses?
0: Well, she snuck in. Is that what it was? She sat on the shoulders of someone else and they wore a trench coat. <laughs> oh, no. Ich bin uh, fully tall. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ich bin fully grown. Yeah, das ist gut. Das ist gut. (laughs) Uh, Let me see here. Uh, What doesn't work? Um, Hmm. What else did I put down here? (laughs) I would say that I really don't like Holly Goodhead. I think that She's, she's her performance is flat, and, and I'll be honest with you. While some of my favorite ball girls do sometimes come from Connery's films, but this is not one of them. Lois Childs is so flat. Her delivery and her performance is so—it's kind of disappointing. And you know, it's like this movie. It's not as bad as Denise Richards, but her name is just as bad. Except it's just not Christmas Jones or whatever. <laughs> Instead, it's Holly Goodhead. Aha, get it? She sucks dick. Fallatio joke. <laughs> I mean, come on. What, what James Bond movies
0: always <clears> – <throat> maybe they do now. I don't know. I'm not as uh, versed in the newer ones. But when they tried to give a strong female character, like mm-hmm. to make a female counterpart for him, she always still had to be subservient and be TNA to yeah. Bond. So they were never, never going to be equal. Uh, And it's like, Grace Jones was the closest um, in View to a Kill, Mm -hmm. but she still banged him.
1: Um, She banged him. Oh, absolutely. That'll be in a different episode (laughs) if we talk about View to a Kill. You don't have sex with Grace Jones. Grace Jones has sex with you. (laughs) (laughs) Whether you want
0: it or not. I mean, yeah. You will like it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you. Holly Goodhead was, uh, she looked like... Her all all of her scenes look like they filmed her like dress rehearsal where she was like, I'm saving all the good stuff for the like for the take for the space for the day. Yeah. (laughs) And for the space. (laughs) 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 So I get a blaster, right? No. Do I get one of those light swords? No, what you do, what we're going to do is
1: we're going to give you some perfume that is a flame torch. Is
0: that what? It, yeah, right. that's right. Yeah. And it just shows you how much cooler the Brits are than us, because she had a whole bag that was a tape recorder. Shitty CIA. And
1: I love it. It's like standard CIA equipment. I'm like, really? Is that standard? TD,
0: TDK reel to reel, six inch reels. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun? No. If,
0: uh, <laughs> if the final scene, if you could recut it and make it so that Rogue Squadron was the one blowing up Drax's space space station. Red five. Red leader. (laughs) I'm starting my attack run. I'm going to cut that. I'm going to cut that up. I've got a couple things that I want (laughs) to cut up. I'm going to put them on the Facebook page, and you will enjoy them. Just like you will sex with Grace Jones. (laughs)
1: Stay on target.
0: You could super cut the stay on target bit with Bond trying to come back into the atmosphere while simultaneously trying to blast that last
1: orchid fart would it all, <laughs> thing. would it be more appropriate that Porky destroys... Porkins? Porky, is it Porkins? Yeah. 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 By blowing... <laughs> ah! And he
0: crashes into the... I'm so, going to do that. That would be fun.
1: You have fun with that.
0: I will. I you
1: will. You should. <laughs> yeah. Um, plot points of pacing. I put here, Moonraker is the fraternal twin of the spy who loved me. If you look at like the core structure of the Spy Who Loved Me, they're like they were kind of like two. this like one cell that split into two because they're very similar. Like in story, like in story, instead of space, what it's was, under the water. What was dude trying to do in the Spy Who Loved Me? In Spy Who Loved Me, he wanted to do the same thing, but master um, race, nuclear uh, holocaust, and race under the water. Well okay. It was all I, under the water. That's right. Yeah. But if I haven't you seen look in so yeah. long. It's been a while. But if you look at it they're really just as I put here it's like well not identical these two films clearly came from the same creative womb. <laughs> One martini, drunken night. Um, but you, if you put those down, it's like the set pieces, the way everything is structured out, even on an action level and a set level, it still kind of follows the same. How
0: did How did uh, Moonraker do at the box office?
1: Oh, it was, it was
0: big. It was huge. Okay, because I mean, it would be curious to know why they basically redid the movie in the next movie. Yeah, if if it did poorly.
1: Because they copied the same style, but just made it more cartoonish, in my opinion. Yeah. But it was just basically, rather than creating a new civilization underwater, Hugo Drax launches nerve gas into the Earth's atmosphere in an attempt to destroy the human race while his master race cools their heels in the giant space station, letting, what, the uh, orchid fart take, <laughs> take over? <laughs> I mean,
0: have you ever been in a room when someone lets an orchid fart? <laughs> it's- It'll clear a room. My dog clears a room every night. How how far away from the Earth was Drax's Death Star?
1: Not far enough. They
0: make it seem like it was at Mars.
1: Like you can't see that shit? How like And tell me you didn't think Obi Wan and that's no that's no moon when they're like, What is that? It's a space station. <laughs> it's so clearly copying Star Wars on certain levels, it's just it's almost shameful. What?
0: but sure so when you when you call acme blaster co right and you go okay thank you for calling acme blaster co for evil blasters press 1 for good blasters press 2 you have chosen one. evil blasters <laughs> your blaster will be red if this is correct press 1 you have chosen 1 how many blasters of red would you like? Please enter the number. By- <laughs> you have chosen sixty-five thousand. Sixty-five thousand red blasters will be shipped to Drax Corporation, Hugo Bits, Brazil. France <laughs> or Brazil. Brazil, Brussels, Belgium. Point six five three eight two. If this is correct, press one. Why? It's just for us, the viewer, to know that. Oh, those are the good guys on the left, and those are the bad guys on the right.
1: Pew, 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 pew.
0: Uh, but the blasters, the the sound, in it's a little more like <laughs> rubbery. Yeah. Didn't you tell me
1: one time that each shot, like they had to pull the, and I don't know to I animate each. Man, yeah, I told you that, and I could not find any proof of that. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, during trivia, that doesn't mean it was it didn't actually happen. I did not watch the making of documentary. Of this one, which I did the last time when we talked about it a couple of years ago, yeah. But it's very possible that in order to save, they they just pull the film back and then did the next line and pulled the film back and did the next line of laser. Which you is know, that's that's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive and tedious. I mean, it did get a nomination for best. I think best visuals. It's
0: because Space Raiders hasn't come out yet, and yeah. Empire hasn't come out yet, right?
1: Um, uh, does this movie still hold up? Uh, you? No, uh, <laughs> no, not really. I mean, look when the space station stops its rotation and the artificial gravity stops working. You just mean the just artificial floating?
0: You mean the anti
1: slow motion machine stops yeah, working? Yeah. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> it that so drags down even more so the third act than it did. Well, it was dragging. Now they've stopped it. <laughs> it's horrible.
0: Uh, James Bond is like any sort of long-standing character played by multiple actors, again, like Batman, or a band like the Rolling Stones. People have their favorite era. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have their favorite Batman. They have their favorite, you know, era of the Stones. Um, and in some ways, Moonraker is peerless, I guess. Um, but there are areas where it's... You don't necessarily
1: want it to be. <laughs> no. And, <laughs> and, it's, and it's it's staunch, like, blue cheesiness well, here's, here's the funny thing. I, when I put down, does this film still hold up? And my line that I wrote down that you've already heard now is like, my answer lies in the disco version of the Moonraker song. <laughs> you've now heard The Loop because it started this one and it'll end this whole episode at the end of the other film we're going to discuss. And no, it, I don't think it holds up. As a kid, I loved, certain, I loved everything about the movie. Had some of my favorite gadgets, has the wrist... You know, the wrist dart gun. Yeah. I thought that was amazing. I probably tried to figure out a way to make something like that when I was a kid going, I can't make something. But let's see if I can get you something that looks like I have a wrist dart <laughs> a gun. A shitty Casio right. watch. I, <laughs> I mean, I had a digital watch that had like C4 attached to it that made an explosion that got them out of somewhere. I mean, come on, man. The guy's walking around with a detonator in C4 with his digital wristwatch. I think it, got, I think it unlocked the door that got them out before all of the, um, rocket, before all the rockets took off. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's creative. If you go back, uh, and I, mean, I, I challenge and you listeners, the
0: boat. I challenge you listeners to go back to the trailer, at the beginning of the episode and listen to when they're talking about moonrakers lifting off. Tell me the first one doesn't sound like LL Cool J. Yeah. Moonraker one. Go for lift off. Yeah. That's a shitty LL Cool J impression. And I apologize for it 100%, but. Uh,
1: but it did not it, it made me think of Airplane And Crew <laughs> And Roger 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 Moonraker, What's Moonraker, Victor? Victor?
0: <laughs> What's the vector Victor?
1: Um, do you have A favorite scene?
0: Uh, the Look after Mr. Bond See that some harm comes to him You kind of and Kind of That's my favorite different. line And then my favorite It's like my favorite sequence Is the The Magnificent Seven thing And the Balls cue Oh it's bonus 007
1: Alright Well my favorite scene I have a clip and so, whenever you're ready... A pity you leave us. Such good sport. Unless you're a pheasant. Oh, really, Mr. Bob? Take my gun, a stray bird may fly over. I only stopped to thank you for your hospitality. I'm afraid it will get you to the airport in plenty of time.
0: Come now. I doubt if I'm in your class.
1: you're too modest, Mr.
0: Bond. Over there. You missed Mr. Bond.
1: Did I? As you said such good sport that's a good scene yeah i mean it, that's what i always liked about roger morris he played those scenes so well he yeah. plays like i'm not as stupid as you think i am i'm <laughs> not as such a doddering old right. spot as i, I may mean, appear to yeah. be yeah i have stupid movies but i'm not as <laughs> stupid as you think i am
0: so i think and I've, i'm not familiar with his uh I'm familiar with the idea of the show The Saint and the Val Kilmer remake, but I never watched it. Right, neither and I did I. Believe isn't that why he was largely chosen? Yeah, I think so. For Bond originally mm-hmm. it was because of The Saint, which was kind of inspired by that mod sixties yeah Bond thing. Right. So it's sort of sort of incestuous. Okay. Um, yeah, it just he, he plays that swank arrogance very well, and I think that scene shows it because he's pretty surgical with that shotgun.
1: Yeah, he's.
0: He's one hell of a shot. Um, this would be a good time for some trivia.
1: Oh, would you like some trivia? Yeah, I do have a little bit. Okay. Going back to the um, skydiving, 88, yeah, yeah, yeah. like we said. Yeah, 88, 88 takes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had to do it 88 times because they could only salvage about seven seconds of footage because after they jump out, they got to position themselves correctly mm-hmm. in order to film seven seconds before. And not have other cameramen in the shot. And, right. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean... I think that that takes balls. Balls cue? No. <laughs> what is it? Bolas. Bolas seven of seven. No, it, it takes bowlers to shoot. <laughs> exactly, it does.
0: I I mean, just that's an undertaking in and of itself is to shoot a stu- To perform. Hey, guess in, what? In what we're going to
1: jump out of this plane and film this scene. Excellent. How many times do we have to shoot? As, as many as it about, takes, as Mark. Many, exactly, as many as it takes. Um, the budget for this movie was more than the combined total budgets of the first six James Bond movies. Is
0: that because of space? Probably. (laughs) Uh,
1: The scene in which the uh, the gondola converts into a hovercraft and elevates out of the water succeeded uh, with the fifth attempt. They did it four times and it failed. It finally worked on the fifth time. And during the first four takes, the vehicle was so unstable that Roger Moore fell into the water... (laughs) And needed to have his silk suit replaced for each take. Oh! And I didn't realize once I read that and kept watching, I'm like, "That is a silk suit." I never realized that it does look like it was a silk suit. And apparently, it was fortunate that the stunt worked on the fifth take because that was the last available silk suit in his wardrobe for that scene. <laughs> <laughs> Got knocked out four times into the water. God. All right. Let's reset it. I swear to God, if you don't get it right this time. I've got to change. (laughs) My trousers are wet. (laughs) My trousers are damp. Um, This was the highest grossing Bond movie up until the release of?
0: Uh, Let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. Goldeneye.
1: Yeah. Okay. Good guess. Um, It was the first movie to feature the modern space shuttle in a motion picture. Sure. Sure. Uh, the film's release was supposed to coincide with the first launch of the space shuttle, but this, unfortunately, did not occur until April twelfth, 1981. So, just before the release of the next James Bond movie, For Your Eyes Only. <laughs> so, it was supposed to... For Your Eyes Only it. is a good one. I enjoy it. That's probably one of my personal favorites of his.
0: Yeah.
1: That's the
0: Lotus that goes underwater, right?
1: No, that's By Love Me. The Lotus appears in For Your Eyes Only... As a sight gag that blows up because it's a much more grounded film. Yeah, because well, that's it's got the Greek... It's that, that happens in yes. Greece. It's got that, that sexy got, Greek lady. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Topple, uh, Fizzler on the <laughs> Roof. Yeah. Uh, Moonraker is, only, <clears throat> is the only 007 film where the signature pistol is never seen. You never see the Walther PPK or the Walther P99 in this movie at all. He okay. never uses that gun. He
0: uses that Remington... Double barrel, pretty, yeah, pretty. But well he doesn't though. use
1: his signature in huh. his signature gun. Um, Shotguns and blasters. But yeah, fan mail. I put down here fan mail from children influenced the eventual outcome of Jaws, having him switch sides from bad guy to good guy.
0: God, they castrated that. I mean, they shouldn't have brought
1: him back to start with. And I he was heard. barely good in. Uh, he was just menacing. Dude, I'll tell you one thing, though. In rewatching Moonraker, when you see him walking down wearing that weird-ass thing... In Rio? And that whole, yeah. That's, and scared that scared the hell out of me Yeah, as a kid. that's... Because he picks up that girl creepy. and you're like, what's he going to do? Yeah. Again? I couldn't remember at that time watching it uh, a couple nights ago and going, does she die? I think she may die. And the fact that she doesn't, it surprised me. I forgot. I thought she and literally was eaten <laughs> by Jaws. <laughs> but when he walks down that alleyway, that and that giant mask thing... Yeah. Oh, that's creepy. That What was, the hell is
0: the movie he's in first? The Spy Love Me. Okay, yeah.
1: I don't know why. I he's a little more effective in The Spy Love Loved Me, yeah, and a... sight gags not so much, yeah. because... Oh, and the one other bit of trivia I have down here. Mm-hmm. I have one casting weirdity where... There was one person that was offered the role of Hugo Drax, and it was... 1979, um, Truman Capote. Well, that would have been kind of funny and weird. Totally different movie I have down here. Look after Mr. Bond. <laughs> See, See that some harm comes, comes to it. him. <laughs> Say it, goddamn <kind> of pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> that drives me crazy! That's a callback to That'd season be, one. Um, no, Frank Sinatra. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, gross! <coughs> uh,
1: yeah, Frank Sinatra. Look out, Mr. Bond. Uh, yeah, Frank Sinatra, Chairman of the Board, Drax. That
0: would have uh, been. They been him to been
1: play horrible. F- they wanted him to play French. Oh, I'm sure they would have rewritten that role. He wouldn't have been French if he was in that movie.
0: Uh, but there's no way. Yo, Chrome Tooth, over here. <laughs> Go bite this. F- <laughs> <her>. <laughs> That's my bad impression of a Phil Hartman impression of Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: What else did I have here? I think that was that was it. Outside of, I mean, I, if you had to recast the lead, <laughs> I can't recast. I got a few. I I can't see anyone other than Roger Moore in this movie. I'm sorry. No, this is him. This is Roger Moore. This isn't Roger There's no way anybody else would be in this movie specifically. Um,
0: Do you want the... For playing Bond? Just for fun? Okay, yeah. Mid-70s Burt Reynolds.
1: (laughs) I was going to say Jack Burton.
0: (laughs) His name's Jaws. He kills people. Yeah. On a more serious note... um, this era, nineteen seventy nine era, Patrick Stewart, or really any era, Patrick Stewart, could, okay. could would be he could play he could he could play it, you know, um, or I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with a uh, a British actor he played Sherlock Holmes his name was Jeremy Brett.
1: His name was not – you, know, you can probably find
0: him on Netflix. Okay, he he was uh, uh, sort of intense as well. He had a, he was he was a really good British actor. Uh, they would be, they would, they would have been good bonds as far as being really good actors, not necessarily sex symbols or anything, but they could have, uh, in their way, pulled it off. the the same way Patrick Stewart pulled off the captain of the Starship Enterprise, no one expected him to, in his own weird little sexiness. Yeah. Um. Um that's that's really all I've got because it, it's like you said nobody could play moonraker bond but
1: uh, I mean and Roger the only other thing I have down here is that can you provide a better or at least comparable recommendation of the same genre if you go bond the only other movie that that's kind of the same like we've discussed before but s- significantly better is the spy who loved me um if you want to watch a bond movie that is not as sucky <laughs>
0: There are worse Bonds and there are better Bonds. Right. Uh, I think this kind of falls in the middle and it sort of falls into that goofyish. You You mentioned it in your blog that James Bond movies sort of – they start kind of grounded in realism and they start to start to stretch out like a rubber band. They snap and, back. And they reach their breaking point and they snap back and the next Bond is, is realistic. Is The Spy
1: Who Loved Me, which is much more grounded yeah. and I – yeah. Um, it's one of the worst scores ever. Uh, <laughs> you don't like the disco? I don't like the Bill Conti –
0: um if i had to pick a better bond it would be my favorite bond uh my favorite connery bond which is thunderball okay i i don't know why i i love thunderball it's
1: i like the underwaterness of it the that of, photography is amazing well, the, yeah the underwater photography yeah. That, that was the first one shot in like Panavision. huge screen <laughs> and, um, um, 70 millimeter or whatever sixty five millimeter it was but
0: that's because as far as spy movies goes, as far as spy movies go, it's Bond all the way. But if, if, better or equal, it's well, let me just break it out into Bonds. It's Thunderball. It's the first Timothy Dalton one where he starts Al Qaeda. Um, <laughs> the Living Daylights. The Living Daylights. That is a great movie. Thank yeah. you for turning me back on to that. Yeah.
1: yeah a little, um, uh, it's Goldeneye. A little harsh on the... uh on the uh, Middle Eastern terrorist thing. A little bit. But, yeah. And watch it again. Yeah. And you tell yourself that he didn't start Al-Qaeda. Uh,
0: it's Goldeneye. Uh, probably, I'm going to include Daniel Craig in this, it's uh, Casino Royale. Um, Are we
1: doing your top five if you're going to pick?
0: If five? I'm going I can't, because you, yeah, you got to split yeah. that into Bonds. Yeah. Um, and if you're going to do Roger Moore, it's The Spy Who Loved Me. Or, or Live and Let Die, because it's so Kung Fu. It's so. Kananga, it's, it's kind just, of kung it's fu. It's nice, black exploitation. Kind yeah, of.
1: Yeah. Those two. That and it's the better of the two that have the same kind of feel. Early seventies black exploitation between seventy three and seventy four was "Live and Let Die" and "The Man with the Golden Gun." "Man with the Golden Gun" had a little more kung fu-ish. I
0: love the "Man with the Golden Gun" too. Because I, I, it's got. Hervé Villaché and it's just a cool, it's just a cool plot. Um, the locations are cool. I love that weird island. That, it's uh, a fantasy island. Uh, Monsieur, kind of, Monsieur Scaramanga yeah. lives on on uh, just off the coast of the Philippines. Knack, <laughs> Tabasco. <laughs> He's got a sun laser, though. Let's not talk about that. Yeah.
1: Um, Final thoughts. This what? was
0: the last good Roger Moore Bond film. Think so? I do. Um, it's cheese. It's aging schlock with Star Wars added in to make it to make it a little palatable and to make a buck. And give it a C minus.
1: The Moonraker goes. The Moonraker does go. Um, I just felt that it felt like the filmmakers in this movie were just they were trying too hard with every gag, until you gagged watching the film <laughs> because it's just like this is good, this is good, oh. Wait, this is a little stupid. Perfect. Three more times until it's really stupid, and then we'll go. We're going to add disco to it. Hold on, wait. We know this scene where uh, Jaws is in the boat. They're chasing uh, Bond, and right before he goes over the edge, he's going to make the, oh, Facebook. What's going to work better? We'll put a Uzi in his hand. <laughs> we know those have great accuracy, especially when chasing someone on water. It's just... It, they focus so hard on the sight gag that it made it too cartoonish for me. Yeah. It it has one of the most beautiful, like John Barry like scores mm-hmm. in a Bond movie that you've ever seen. And probably one of the silliest movies in the franchise. And so <clears throat> and so outside of Die Hard Bond fans, it's really it's hard to recommend this movie to anyone. Right. You know? It really is. Hey, it's I've like, never seen a James Bond movie. After you slap him in
0: the face, here are the five you should watch.
1: Here are the five you should watch. And if you <laughs> want to go past that, proceed at your own caution. <laughs> because these are not recommended. These are just in the canon of Bond films. You know? Yeah. A lot of it comes with stupid crap. <laughs> shit, in tow. Shit garbage. Yes. <laughs> Top secret shit garbage. <laughs> And on that note...
0: Yeah, it's it's diamonds are forever. I'm not listening to four minutes of that shit. You don't... <laughs> <laughs> it, Bond trailers, uh, especially in the in the '70s, are nothing but tire screeches and explosions and the Bond theme. Right. People asking who he is, and then him telling them who he is. So screw it. It's diamonds are forever, part two of your James Bond double feature, super double special shit garbage feature. <laughs> Nathan, spill a can of Boddington's on the table, Okay, hey, let's see if this happens. This is
1: number <laughs> three a little bit of, uh, it's a little little little, little A little heady. hey, diamonds are forever. We Whoa. queued that up thirty six seconds. It was about thirty seconds of screeching car tires for a vegas uh super chase in a <sighs> It's your, it's your favorite
0: or, it's your favorite bond film right god yes, you know it
1: <laughs> it's right up there
0: uh the plot god real, man. real quick uh <laughs> diamonds can reflect the sun uh the sunlight rather from a satellite as a laser weapon. <laughs> They basically took the plot to "You Only Live Twice," right? Which wasn't a good Bond movie.
1: I, I, the more I watched that one, the more it didn't bother me. It was about as outlandish as I wanted to get without getting effing retarded. (laughs) And so, I like, I like. Okay, here's a secret. But it's a personal.
0: I like this movie because of how corny it it is. Because of how goddamn stupid it is. It's just. It's such—it's a, it's, it's a snapback thing. Again. It is it's, not.
1: It is not. It is not a Connery movie. That's the thing. That's no, its, it's like they took weird.
0: a they took a ripoff Bond movie. And, I honestly
1: believe they wrote this movie before they actually realized that Connery was going to come back and do one more movie. Who do you think they had in
0: mind for it? Uh,
1: I'm not sure who they had in mind for it. I do know that this movie is. I mean, I'm going to jump right down to the bottom saying who would you cast as a lead in this movie? Let me skip. Let me let me find that. Roger part. Moore. You would cast
0: Roger Moore Absolutely.
1: In it's the first Roger Moore movie with Connery in the lead, See, in my opinion. Roger Moore would make it lighthearted. Sean
0: Connery makes this a darker tone movie. Well,
1: I, I don't disagree with you. It's just um, – yeah. well, he makes a darker tone. You know
0: who Go. I would cast? Um, seventies, Burt Reynolds <laughs> or Jack Burton. Actually, Burt Reynolds was actually considered for the role in this movie.
1: I think I remember hearing this is between, or reading about this is...
0: that. Right after Lazenby said, nah, I'm, no, no, I'm not coming I'm back. And they were like, shit, what do we do? What do we do? Let's go American with it. So they they offered it to Burt Reynolds. Yeah. This so is thing, one of the
1: more American. It
0: is. It's an American it's muscle car. It's, all America,
1: almost, it's almost all in America. Yeah. It's, it's too American um, for, for my tastes, personally.
0: So remove Burt Reynolds, but in a serious tone, wrap your head around um, these three that I thought might be cool. Okay. And uh, what well, was this, 71? Yeah. Uh, So De Niro might be a little young at the time.
1: If you're going American?
0: If you're going American at the time. But you could do De Niro like 1980, Raging Bull era. Not with all the weight on, but De Niro, okay? Um, Jodon Baker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather see De Niro. (laughs) Or my
0: my top pick, if you're going American, in this era, 1971, James Garner.
1: Okay. I could totally see James Garner over any of the other ones. Yeah. Because if you cast Robert De Niro in this movie, you'd have him standing in front of a mirror going, Bond. James, James Bond? Bond?
0: Well, I'm, the Bond. Only, I'm the only Bond James, that's here. Uh, yeah. I'm the, I'm the only, only James that's in the room. Are you bonding at me? <laughs> Are you James Bonding, bonding and me? me? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm the only Bond here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Yeah, for those who have no idea what we're referencing, go watch Taxi.
0: the the sitcom featuring Andy Kaufman (laughs) thank you very much (laughs) this summer Andy Kaufman is James Bond in Taxi (laughs) oh shit um so all of my love for this movie which
1: is uh, went
0: complicated right um what do you think of the pacing of this
1: movie? Uh, mm, the film could have used an editor to come in and shave about 20 minutes off, in my opinion. I mean...
0: A good third of it, a good fifth of it. This movie car this
1: movie stays in Las Vegas way too long. It takes forever to yeah. get to the final act. Yeah. And that's what, that's what gets me going, oh, you got to be kidding me. And the other put down here is like the plot feels complex, even though it shouldn't. It's a weird plot. It is a weird plot. I'm like, most of it is due to being underdeveloped and submerged beneath irrelevant and ridiculous set pieces. Kinda.
0: I just come back to the, it's like an American made James Bond movie. And therefore it lacks that authentic feel, that authenticity that a James Bond movie has where it's like, no, it's got the, it's got the official, you know, United Artists stamp on it. The official jack off motion. (laughs) Of
1: of this era of Bond, this
0: the seventies.
1: No, what this is is this is Bond. This is this is Connery (laughs) jacking off. (laughs) Roger Moore. No, this is more like Cubby Broccoli, and this is (laughs) (laughs) because that's pretty much what was going on with this film. Because it's like, hey, we want you to come back. Well. Get your checkbooks ready. <laughs> we are cashing in. in. Uh, what I find, though, which is pretty awesome, and I don't know if you had that down for your trivia notes, though, that all the money that he got for this movie, he, oh, he donated. I did not have that. Yeah. That's cool. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, to uh, – I can't remember the name of it now. Surely it wasn't to, a women's shelter, to, was it? No, <laughs> no, but it was um, something to do with the Scotland National like Arts that's cool. Yeah. That's, I did not know for, that. For artists who are struggling. Um, yeah. I
0: don't know why I've got it written out in my, my margin notes here, but he says, uh, I'm, I'm sure it's to uh, Tiffany, is that her name? Tiffany Case? Tiffany Case, yeah. Because she was uh, born. That's quite a nice little nothing
1: you're almost wearing. That uh, was my favorite line, too.
0: It's one of mine. I don't have it as my <laughs> official favorite line,
1: but... Uh, I When I was rewatching, I'm like, that is... That's, I that's, would, that's a perfect line for Connery to deliver. I, it is. And I would watch her
0: come in to do the table read for her part of this movie in a sweatsuit.
1: Right. Um, she's sort of a – she starts off as kind of a cool character. Oh, yeah. And she's then got de- the backward story arc. Yeah, she's I, got the char- a backward character yep. arc. She turns into an idiot yep. by the end of the starts movie. Starts off she as a badass into
0: a and devolves into a piece of TNA, Yeah. which I think sucks. You know what? There's far enough distance between you and me right now. I'm going to say it. Charles Gray is my favorite Blofeld. <laughs> uh, I hate him. I don't care I what you him.
1: say. I, uh, uh, do you like it because uh, because of how much he just? Yeah, Mister Bond. He's an aristocrat. It just flips the script on Blofeld he because
0: does. I don't. Everyone else don't played argue Blofeld the same way every time. Whether I it just, was the original guy, and then it was Donald Pleasance, and then it was fucking f- Telly Savalas. Get over it. That was and weird. then and then Christoph Waltz. Plays him right in, the, in a modern way, right? But I like Charles Gray because it was a different feel of it.
1: I um, think I liked Blofeld in these in these movies in the series more before you actually knew who he was. Mm-hmm. I think I liked him more when before he, he became Doctor Claw. Well, when he yeah before he became Doctor Claw before when he was just kind of behind the scenes where you I mean you don't really see who Blofeld is until movie number five when connery's is on his way out. That's the first time you really mm. see him. Head to toe in the Mao suit or whatever. Ow. Uh Nehru jacket, whatever. <laughs> okay, I got some weird things here written down, and I'm I, I'm <laughs> hoping that you okay. can, I'm hoping you can pull something out from what I wrote down the first time I watched it. It didn't make any sense, and I still don't know why I wrote it down. Now, would you and call I these first these impressions? Would you just this call them weird f- things? This is a first impression. This Potpourri? is the only thing that okay. was a first impression Pot-pourri. that I wrote. Probably two years ago when okay. I was writing it down and I could not make the connection. I don't know if I was tired, but I put down he's like I don't know when I wrote this down, and now I have a hard time thinking as to why I did, but I wrote down this is the Hunter S. Thompson of Bond films. <laughs> That's that uh, makes sense. It's because it's in
0: Vegas, it's a right. little it's a little out of control, it's okay. a little over the top. All right. It's a little colorful. <laughs> it's a little shoot from the hip. Uh I'll give you that. Bonded loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> Fear and bonding in Las Vegas.
1: How many times does he kill Blowfeld in this movie? Three? Four?
0: Three or four, three or four,
1: or at least thinking he's killing Blowfeld,
0: right? Or it's some mannequin clone. Let me,
1: let me, let me shove you into this boiling hot mud, mud that looks like shit. Is that a poop joke? Yeah, boiling hot poop joke. I don't know. It's steamy and hot the pacing of it, i mean we've kind of touched on I it. would shave at least 20 minutes off I would way. I would shave yeah. 20 minutes
0: of car chase off of it mm. but it's other than that it's kind of standard bond he goes from place yeah. to place it just it's place to place in Nevada or Vegas
1: it's 71 it's 2 years after bullet mm. because bullet was 68 or 69 so it's 2 or 3 years after bullet and they're like, we got to get a Mustang and we got to get a car chase. And what really bothers me is I think Tom Mankiewicz is one of the screenwriters of this film. He did Live and Let Die. He may have done the third kind of um, Man with a Golden Gun. He may have done that one That makes one as sense because well. he, he loves his car chases. Well, he loves his car chases and he loves to make fun of um, um like American police, law enforcement. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because – He makes them look like bumbling idiots in this one. He makes them look like bumbling idiots in Live and Let Die. And I know for a fact he was a screenwriter of this one and Live and Let Die. So that's an ongoing thing. But what bothered me more than anything about this car chase is the car chase wasn't bad. And it was kind of funny and going back and forth in the parking lot. But what bothers me is the continuity errors when he goes down the the little alleyway one way and comes out on the other side. Like Mahoney? Yeah. Did you ever notice that?
0: Yeah. (sighs) God.
1: if you're looking, no one's if, gonna
0: if, care if you're looking for continuity errors in a Bond movie.
1: No, I am. I, I know this. you, I, you no. are. Well, you are
0: sometimes mutant. <laughs> um, you kind of said it earlier. It's the last. This is this is a Roger Moore written, tailored to Roger Moore kind of movie. Absolutely. Starring Sean Connery, and it feels that way, which is kind. It's another reason I like it. It's it's almost like when you see Bob Dylan do Grateful Dead songs. It's right. like, That's or Johnny Cash do a Soundgarden song, you know, like mm-hmm. it's not he didn't write that, but he's It's
1: serviceable. Yeah, it's it better when it's a Trent Reznor song. But it, it does it. Ah, yeah. that the hurt.
0: You know, yeah. they. But, this this isn't, is both. there something wrong with this? And no, it's weird. It, it's the last. Yeah. It's the last of its era before Roger Moore really took over. And
1: you could tell they were going for that tonal change before they were ready yeah, for totally. the new Bond. Yeah,
0: it's a, it's a reluctant passing of the torch. Yeah. Um,
1: hey. Connor, you want to come back in here?
0: We're going to pay you a shit ton of money. It's going to cost us budget on special effects. It's going to cost the movie some feel, but, you know, do you want to...
1: Yes. Yeah. I, and the fact that he... Uh, is, is his Scottish accent more obvious in this one more than any other film uh, playing Bond? It just seems so... I mean, it's Connery, and it's really hard to separate the Connery and the Scottish. I think he wasn't him. acting as much in this. He was. He was just he being. Phoned he, it yeah, in. yeah, he was definitely phoning it in.
0: What's what's what it goes to actually what I've got here is to what doesn't work. Again, I don't want to. I don't want to sound negative, but the category is what doesn't work. So to start with it, it's Connery. He was clearly over it, and he was just here to get paid. He's kind of almost mean spirited.
1: <laughs> but here, yeah. Oh yeah, he's an a hole in this
0: movie. Like, like the like not, not like I mean, the character is sure, but that's because the guy playing the character was mean spirited. He's acidic. Yeah, he is.
1: He is definitely dark. He's stirring up.
0: It brings a yes. darkness to the movie that I that I enjoy. But it, when you think about it in the re, in the real world side of it, he's being an asshole. Yeah. on set to everyone, and he was he literally his his salary cost the movie special effects budget, which Absolutely. is why they relied on a lot more car chases. Yeah, than. Um, <laughs> I don't <Selt> here meltings. this movie
1: is as queer as Mr. Witt and Mr. Kid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've got written the gay assassins. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. I, I, you know
1: what? The more I watch this one, the more I actually really kind of like them. As I like do. my top five or top I so top this 10, like Hitman or hench, henchmen. We've talked about a lot of movies in this podcast,
0: and uh, we talked about James Bond uh, a lot in the pick six. But um, James Bond movies in my house were a like once a quarter. A we we only had three channels for the majority of me being a kid. So once every three months or so, maybe twice a year, right. Our A B C affiliate would they would have like a Sunday night movie event and it would be a James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching this one and being like, Why what's the deal with these two assassins? Why are they so why do they regard hand-holdy. each other handholdy and why do they talk to each other in such a saccharine way and like they, they they were they were they were yeah, careful it's... to make them gay without making them broad stereotypes. Right. I in my opinion, not what, what,
1: what was his line when they're on the airplane? Miss Casey is, is quite attractive. For a girl. For a woman or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You'd see Chris McGlover's dad just go.
0: Um I, The story is a little tired. The story's uh, a
1: little tired, but it was kind of interesting on re watching this as I think this is the first time that I remember in a Bond movie where there's expositional dialogue being told by the higher-ups with Bond Mm. that's actually flashback cutting to what's happening in South Africa and the travel of the diamonds in his story while he's talking about it. Because they couldn't afford to shoot it because that budget went to Sean Connery. But on a narrative form, that was something that wasn't done in a Bond film before. And so I thought that was kind of unique. It's such an old Bond film to do a more... Modern narrative in that form, sure, I guess.
0: Sure, Do you think they invented it? No. Do you think that they, they backdoor invented it because of... No. Okay. Um, <laughs> in my What Does Work, the gay assassins are a nice touch. They aren't painted in broad stereotype, but they're actually painted kind of creepy. Um, mm-hmm. Not to say that gay people are creepy. They're not, No, they, but they they're are, not saying that. They're saying they these assassins. are definitely
1: playing that as queer, as odd, as different. Sure, sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I already mentioned that Jill Saint John's is yes. or Jill Saint John is Jill Saint John. Nothing in this. wrong
1: with looking at Jill Saint John.
0: No, of, no, man.
1: But yeah, one of my marks of what doesn't work. I'm like, this film has entirely too much America in it. <laughs> Very true. Very true. He doesn't travel much, and when he does, he goes to Baja. <laughs> Baja. I don't got anything going in Baja. Is
0: that when he's in the uh, <laughs> the the oil tube? Yeah, and he—that's kind mm-hmm. of a fun scene. Yeah. No, Shirley, but, Basie, Shirley Basie owns that song.
1: No, I think he was still in the desert on that. When he goes to Baja, Baja is the the final. It's like the oil rig. Oh, is that off That's the coast? Baja. That's uh, oh, okay. Jimmy Dean. That was an interesting The Sausage choice. King of Chicago? Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Willard White's <speaking. laughs>
0: bacon. Is Shirley Basie not the... She's the only person to do two Bond songs, right? She's done three? Yeah. Thunderball? Goldfinger.
1: Well, no, Gold, she didn't do Thunderball. Thunderball was... Um, I'm going to throw your panties at the guy. Um, Prince. Uh, no. Mick Jagger. No. Trent Reznor. <laughs> Dwight Yoakam. I'm so blanking on his name now. Tom Jones. Tom Jones, damn it. That wasn't Thunderball? Yeah, he did Thunderball. Your pull Your favorite. Out. You want me to pull that up? All right, I'm pulling it up right now. She always runs while others walk.
0: Shut up, Nathan. (laughs) What's the Shirley
1: Basie song in Thunderball, then? It's called Mr. Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. That's a Val Kilmer movie. Yeah, that that too. All right, well... (laughs)
0: What are the three Shirley Basie Bond title
1: songs? Goldfinger, Goldfinger. Moonraker, Diamonds Are Forever. Although not in that order. Okay. That's not the correct order. But did she do a
0: version of the Thunderball theme?
1: Uh, I don't know. I know Johnny Cash did, but you don't want to hear that. No, you
0: you shared that with me, and that is (laughs) god-awful. Yeah. to, will you link that it, in the, uh, if I send you some sort of reminder at some
1: point, will you link that in the. I will do my best okay. to link if the god awful Johnny Cash Thunderball. If not, and you don't, if you look in the notes and you don't find a link there, just search Johnny Cash Thunderball and then YouTube and you'll get drunk before you it. listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I put here the only set that seems to be worth any merit in mentioning is Willard or Blofeld's Lair in the White House. Everything else, W H Y T E house, but everything else just seems so awfully cheap, which made it feel that way. Considering that most of the budget went to Connery's pocketbook, what really bothered me? What is the, other what, than normal uh, what, things? What, what doesn't work? Yeah, no, I mean, no. These are just first impression notes, but this bothered me. It is the worst fight choreography between Bambi and Thumper and James Bond.
0: Oh, get him! Bambi.
1: It's just, I don't well, it's understand. because he's 75 years well, old, man. Well, he's old, but it's just, it's not good at all. And when uh, he, he looked like the, he was having fun. Well, yeah. Belly chain. Yeah, I don't, I didn't get it. I didn't, I didn't like it. One of
0: my favorite lines is, uh, <clears throat> oh. when they throw, uh, what's-her-name's sister <laughs> out of the window. <laughs> Natalie Wood's sister.
1: That was my favorite scene, so we'll play that here in a second here. Uh, buddy. It's an
0: exceptionally fine shot. <laughs> I didn't know there was There's a pool, pool down there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that Trib- one, that one always about gets that. me.
0: She was told she had, to, she, so she had to do that nearly naked, however many times it took, and I, I may have it in my notes. She did that at least three or four times and was told that she, it would be a closed set. All she had on was her shoes was and that, that sheer thing, and there were dozens of people around the pool. So she basically was chucked into a pool at night in Vegas, freaking cold at night.
1: Because it's the desert. Because it's the
0: desert, man. Uh also, also that brings me back to the I love the fake moon landing thing that they're doing in there. Uh but yeah, they they basically mistreated that, that actress. That's my favorite
1: scene, man. It's that and they one. chuck her out the window. They chuck her out the window. It's just that whole delivery. The only other one that might be my favorite is the worst and or best when I posted it earlier this about a week ago. It's saying Tiffany Case and the machine gun pushing her back until she falls off that rig. Is either the best or the worst scene in the entire film. <laughs>
0: one of my favorite scenes is we talked about it earlier. Is when he comes out of that oil pipe, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a rat in there. Oh. One of us smells like a tart's handkerchief. Yeah, I'm afraid it's me. Sorry about that, old boy. Yeah, <laughs> a tart's handkerchief. Yeah, it's one of the most blunt, gross things James Bond has ever said, even mm-hmm. for Sean Connery. Yeah,
1: and what's worse is he's talking about the hitman. Yeah, sounds, yeah, because he knows. The smell, because when oh, he gets thrown yeah. into the when he gets thrown into the trunk, the use they do it they they specifically shoot it to where his his aftershave or his cologne or whatever falls out of his pocket and then breaks when he's thrown in. Oh yeah, and that's why he smells like it, and that's why he's like I smelled a rat two times before or whatever it is, and that's when he was able to figure out that those were the the hitmen. Yeah, the more you know and oakley on the end huh? here we are what an eye what a night wait a second hold it i saw the whole thing the machine's fixed who's she
0: your mother blow up your pants
1: that right there is amazing <laughs> screenwriting man there's two things about that that clip right there that's stupid is number one is she's uh, just aiming and just standing there. Just standing yeah. there. Eddie on the left, and the other is is while we're watching it and hearing just a bunch of spraying and going boy. Well, hope this episode's over soon because I got a pee. <laughs> well, the pee
0: sound ma- just reminds me of no, what this movie just... is. It's a, it's a giant pee fest.
1: <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. Uh. If you could make one change to the film, what would it be? Because we didn't even cover that one in Moonraker. I would have taken out the whole. I would have taken Gondola, out space. personally. personally. I, I, would,
0: I would have taken out space. Yeah.
1: So if you could make uh, one change to this One film.
0: change, um, I would – okay, I've got two things here. Okay. I'll allow it. This movie takes place it's, – it's in 1971. Mm-hmm. It's in Las Vegas. Okay. The Mint Hotel is shown.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: another movie that you mentioned earlier, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, happens in 1971 mm-hmm. near the Mint Hotel, in the Mint Hotel. What a crossover that would be. If they just – like if Bond and uh, Raoul Duke accidentally swapped briefcases and Bond and Q just got high as fuck. <laughs> 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 and Raoul Duke and Acosta took up and went after Blofeld.
1: That would be fun. That's a fantastical. Yeah, because uh, that leads right into what I would remove. I don't like the cold open. I forget the I cold open, to be honest The cold open with you. is him going around trying to find Blofeld. Every single person that he gets in contact with, where is he? And it just leads him to Blofeld, which then leads him to uh, throwing him into the giant steaming uh, pile of of poo. One change. Yeah, it just it doesn't work with his vindictiveness in this film does not even if you're just going by the chronological releases of the film, it doesn't play right no. with him because he's not anything Lazenby. After, and so on Her Majesty's Secret yeah. Service, it just doesn't fit that.
0: What was the actual official last Connery before? Um, um, you Only lived Twice. You Only lived Twice. So anything he did after You Only Live Twice. Just don't even try to play continuity with Well, it's, this. In, it's incongruent yeah. with the flow of the series because he. You Only Live Twice and it's Lazenby. Ooh, what a dismal failure that was uh at least at first yeah. and then he comes back for this then it's Roger Moore then it's Sean Connery again kind of in a parallel universe type right. thing and both just they're they're jarring and they're it's not right so apart from the making it a fear and loathing crossover or a fear and loathing mix them up I don't think that I would change anything because this is so schlocky and American and weird and one-off and, for lack of a better term, bad, it makes you appreciate – you have to have – you have to. You can't have God without the devil, right? Right. So you have to have the bad entries in the franchise to – Make m- the good ones better? To more appreciate the good ones. Right. Yeah. The good ones are always going to be good, but when you compare them to the bad ones, it, they're even better. Because compare this to something – compare it to the 20 years later. To Compare it to GoldenEye or compare it to one of the Daltons. This is shit. This is shit garbage. <laughs> yeah, it's top secret shit garbage. Top secret shit garbage. Outside of just having fun
1: with it, I wouldn't change anything.
0: Yeah. Other than maybe trim, may, maybe trim it's, twenty minutes uh, of car It feels chase. a little
1: long in the tooth. I mean, you bet it, your ass, boy. Does it still? Does it still hold up? <laughs> I, my line was, "I don't think the film was ever standing in the first place." <laughs> <laughs> it
0: does for its time. It's, nostal- it's, 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 it's the way we very, talked about with, with any it's Bond very, movie.
1: Is, it's very early 70s. It's a nostalgia trip. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: Bond movies were the only thing that would let my parents uh, allow me to stay up late on a Sunday night as a kid. So even if a Bond movie is bad, you had to pretend it was good because if you started to yawn or, you know, this movie sucks. Let's watch The Simpsons. N- well, no. We're watching James Bond as a family or you take your ass to bed. All right. Then I'll watch a shitty Bond movie. Which <laughs> what's, what's this one? Oh, it's Octopussy. Pussy. Great. I also have in my, (laughs) in my, my marginal notes here, Jill, we get it. You're hot. Tuck your butt crack in and let's get back to business. Okay.
1: (laughs) Um, I believe you're showing too much cheek, dear. (laughs) Bitch. Uh, Um, you want some trivia? Yeah,
0: I do. So Connery's salary demand was by today's standards, minimal. Uh, one point twenty-five million, or one and a quarter million dollars, um, <laughs> among the actors offered to play Bond in this movie were George Lazenby again. He declined. Smart again yeah. to mention the um, the Bond documentary, Becoming Bond. Um, I don't know this guy's name, John John Gavin. Do you know him? No. I looked him up. Just, I just looked at people that were in the, um, in, the, in in yeah in, in the, the running. running. He had been in a couple of Eurospy type films at the time, so they were going for that. Michael Gambon. One that I think is rather fitting. Adam West was offered the role of James Bond, but he thought Bond uh, should be British. Which, so I applaud, yeah, I applaud you, Adam West. Yeah, I think
1: that was one of the things that I mentioned initially when I when I revisited the film in my blog was the fact that while well, as much as this movie just just so off the charts, weird and stupid and dark and cheesy and corny and ridiculous that. It's still Bond, and Bond is still British, and Bond will always be. For the love <laughs> of Pete. <laughs> For the love of Bond. For the love of Bond, we've... Hey, uh, hey! welcome okay. in to our seventh recording <laughs> of trying to fix uh, this episode. We could technically call ourselves 0010 at this point. Um, Bond has been executed three times over. We re-recorded the we beginning. Got, we got cut off halfway through the first movie on Right, this. for Moonraker. So Moonraker was like Cliff Note, Cliff's Notes uh, Moonraker. Blew through it. Yeah.
0: Blew through it and then came back and re-recorded it. And then it cut off at the end there. When you hear Nathan saying, Bond is still Bond... But for some reason, my computer stopped again. I don't know if there were updates. I don't put updates on my stuff because I don't like it messing with my shit. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, it it cut off there, and we didn't notice it. So we lost like the last 10 or 15 minutes of the original. Yeah. We then thought, okay, screw it. We've re-recorded we'll, it twice We'll now. come
1: back in. We'll complain about it cutting out, and we're going to do a pick six of like favorite Bond moments. Which we recorded, and it was great, if I remember correctly. And then it didn't fell into the void (laughs) didn't save got deleted
0: some bullshit i don't know where that pick six is so what we're going to do is re-record that pick six at some point in the future and do it in the future um we've got a a fun little thing coming up at the end of this we just wanted to tell you guys a couple you know just a a couple last things yeah here
1: number one we uh, almost wanted to change this episode to top secret shit garbage because that's what it's felt like. Because this is a cursed episode. Cursed. We
0: should have done what we should have done is uh, I can't think of the name of it now. The one with the voodoo, Baron Samity. Uh, live and Let Die. Live and Let Die, because it's voodoo cursed. Yeah. But it won't come back from the this dead. This is Vegas it just, Cursed. It just gets dead and stays dead. Um. So, yeah, we wanted to change that name. Uh, we wanted it to be so much bigger and better and fun. But I guess instead you got this. <laughs> and, and instead you get this little bit of honesty and curtain.
1: Yeah, you get this uh, for the Find final back. episode. Because this, also this episode was not initially scheduled in the plan to be the last episode of the season. Correct. And instead, because of the many curse times you're dealt, dumped, dick, shut up, <laughs> footage, uh, <laughs> recordings and everything else, it, uh... We felt well. Uh, I think we need to drop this one at number fifteen for and 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 put it discuss end, other things.
0: Put it at the end of the season. <clears throat> say that what we've said about Bond thus far is great. Again, there's a bit of a thing coming up here at the end that I think I think wraps up Bond for us. Look for that pick six coming up at some point. Yeah, you it's know. definitely
1: not pick six season two. Nope, we did be, not do won't it be season two. So we're gonna rehash that one at an at a later time.
0: But uh, just some things on on season two here. Uh, I feel like we we updated some things that we did in, in the first season. Mm-hmm. You know, rounded out, added some stuff that was fun. A few characters. We'll have some. We'll have some few characters possibly in the third season. Uh, I know Roadhouse expert Jamie Justice will be back in some capacity. Yeah. Um. You know, maybe another another person or two might pop in and say hey. You never know. Um. It's been, been fun. Me, it's it, been
1: fun doing the Facebook uh, oh, updates. For sure. Yeah,
0: for sure. It, it allows me to not post nearly as much wacky, entertainment shit or action. Let me, let me be honest. <laughs> action figure pictures on my own personal Facebook page. I can, <laughs> I can post them here, uh, and you guys seem to like them, which is great because the madness in my head is not going to stop. So I'll just, we will just keep doing it. Yeah, it's a good
1: avenue for your craziness.
0: Um, <laughs> For me, this podcast is great because it's – I've said it earlier on another episode, but to expound a little bit, it's it's so easy when you get – the older you get to come home from work and just run an episode of a sitcom or a movie or something that you've watched 150 times just for comfort. But it's it's fun to engage your brain and watch – maybe even watch a movie that you've already seen 150 times, but watch it in a different way and right. write write your thoughts on it or – as I'm doing with this and the pick sixes, watch movies that I haven't seen in a long time or movies that I should have seen a long time ago and haven't seen yet uh, and add them to this because they pair with, with one or the other or they fit into a list. It's just... You know, I'm watching TV anyway. So yeah, it's the, might as well. It's the
1: long conversations we go. All right, we're thinking of season three. What should I think? We should do this one. Yeah. How do? What do you want to pair it with? Uh, uh this. No, I hate that. No. Movie. Come on, please. I don't like this no. movie. Or ah, uh, yeah, maybe this one will work. But I don't know. I, it may make a funny episode. <laughs> <laughs> And
0: then it's wait, I got it. It's this.
1: Yep, boom, perfect. Yeah, okay. And then why not? Why not? Yeah. So um we've been we've been talking just to, to each other about the possibility of doing a T shirt for those that would have an interest in wearing a T shirt that had our our podcast logo on it um the that might actually come out probably in i 'm going to guess november is is my thought November winter, maybe no, winter, yeah winter yeah. um probably before Christmas will be my initial not that you want to buy a shirt <laughs> for someone else of a podcast that you might listen to for someone that doesn't although well, that 's one way to spread the word but <laughs> but we- I think we're <laughs>
0: And uh, you know, a sticker or two.
1: Yeah. And if you listen to it here in the middle Tennessee area, we may actually go and deliver it to you in person where if you don't live <laughs> in the middle Tennessee area, uh won't we'll, we'll, you gotta come to us. <laughs>
0: um where was I gonna go with that? I forgot.
1: Stickers too? Stickers. You're talking about you had a potential lined up for a vendor to do to make some stickers of some of our yeah, silly a, catchphrases. Oh, or I thought I was going to say right. yeah.
0: There's a local place here that'll that'll do the printing. They don't have a minimum, so uh, I am not I sure would like how that this works. one
1: sticker, please. Just one sticker. Design I mean, it. And what does it say? It, it says shit Superman garbage. is yeah shit garbage or Superman is a dick when he's drunk.
0: <laughs> uh, the money is we're we're just. The money for the T-shirts isn't... We're not it's making really, any money. Yeah, on it's, we're just paying it, for the T-shirts. It'll so. pay
1: for the T-shirt, and it'll pay for posters, most likely. And so we're not looking to turn a profit on, on the things that we have. It's whether or not you have any interest in them. And then if you do, then we'll jack the prices up. <laughs> and have to change
0: it because there's copyrighted images. Right, exactly.
1: There. there could be. Who knows? Well, um Yes,
0: yeah. yeah, so... <laughs> 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 um, yes, stickers, a couple designs we're kicking around. We'll probably end up, maybe d- do two or three, but there's, a, I think, probably three designs. Anything to
1: put on right? your Trapper Keeper. Anything to put what? on
0: your Trapper Keeper, your thermos,
1: your little sister or brother's forehead while they're asleep. Any, anything. Mini fridge to keep your... Your beer. Your beer, or your sodas cold. Um.
0: Yeah, that's that's sort of... Oh, uh, we're doing. We're going to try a new thing next season. Uh, we, might, we might have plugged a few of them in this season just to see how they play, but they're called chasers. Right. Um, questions that you guys submit through some way, we're not sure how to submit them yet, we'll tell you next season. Um, but you'll submit questions that
1: mm, I'll... It's kind of like a quick-fire, one-off question.
0: We don't have any time to prepare an answer. We, and I'll, here's hoping we have an, an-, <laughs> an answer once it's asked. I'll always have an answer. Um, we'll pull it out of a hat. Mid seventies, Burt Reynolds. It's, I mean, you can't go wrong. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll pull it out of a hat or an envelope here, um, and I'll pull one out, read it to Nathan. He pulls it out, reads it to me. Like I said, we'll we'll try a few of them here and plug them in on the back end of this season, and we'll tell you guys next year how to get them to uh, through the proper channels so that they are collated and presented to us. Yeah.
1: Right now, these questions blind. were yeah these questions were put together by my wife who uh, wrote out about, I don't know, half a dozen, and then she put them in an envelope Sealed and, then, its- and then stamped it on the back <laughs> and to make sure I didn't open it on my way over. So I thought that was funny. <laughs> it's like Price Waterhouse. Isn't that who does the Oscars? And I'm like, I think so. <laughs> yes. Weiss House. Yeah, know. too. Uh, before we get to that, uh, <clears throat> by the time you hear this, we will have already recorded our special bonus episode. Uh, we still don't know, but it, right now polls are showing exit polls are showing that the movie. M- that the mystery Halloween horror episode will m- probably be recorded. So unless there's an influx of uh, people on Facebook that see the poll and go, I don't want to listen to that shit garbage, and I want to listen to something else. Maybe they'll pick Goodfellas and Casino, but...
0: If not, you'll just get that in Season 3.
1: Yeah, m- more than likely. <laughs> um, and then there's also the thought that... Uh, I think if uh, if Travis gets to editing all of the Pick 6s, that we think that we'll probably re- start releasing our Pick 6 Season 2 for uh, we'll probably release it right around Christmas as a Christmas present to our listeners. Yes, so, Yeah. I thought that was awfully nice of us. We are. It's very nice. We're nice. Until we're not. Uh, Until it's time to not be nice. (laughs) Right. There's your callback. (laughs) Okay. Um, We also were discussing the possibility of recording a Christmas episode. Um, We're not going to 100% promise that that's going to happen, but we're throwing that idea around. That we may, and if we do, we'll probably release it sometime mid December. Would be around m- Easter, yeah. <laughs> Twenty twelve. <2012. laughs> we're gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna go to the past and release it before this pod. This podcast was uh, uh, even a thought in our heads. Um, but couple, yeah, that's the uh, that's the possibility of doing that. And so, if we do, maybe we'll maybe we'll put up a.
0: A, uh, a little announcement trailer. We'll put so them
1: an announcement kind of, trailer, yeah. maybe even put two pairings together and see if listeners sure. on Facebook possibly want to vote on it. We're not going to guarantee that that one is a votable one. We may just choose, well, we want to do these two, so let's do these two. The thought most likely will be like a... What <clears throat> what I used to call in one of my on one of my blog posts was I used to call them non-Christmas Christmas movies. where, sure. And I used to call Die Hard that because, well, it's not takes place during Christmas on Christmas Eve but it's not Christmas themed. And so we may do something along that with something that's maybe Christmas and something not. This just takes place Christmas, around and Christmas not time Christmas. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's a there's a litany of those. Yeah. Boy, do I have a list that I would love to Oh, do. Batman returns. <laughs> Batman returns. Army of One, Gremlins, Gremlins. Um Lethal Weapon, you said earlier. Lethal
1: Weapon, I did say earlier. Um, the Ref would be another oh, one.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's
1: a, that's one of our go-tos.
0: I, I don't like Dennis Leary. I used to, and then I didn't, and then I did, and then I don't, don't? again. Because he's a Bill Hicks thief. Oh, okay. That's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's unless you've got anything else that's those are my thoughts on season two i'm glad you guys are enjoying the the stuff and engaging and and having fun yeah um keep doing it we'll keep doing it as long as you honestly we'll probably keep doing it as long long after you're done listening to it It's, it's fun um
1: you have anything Oh uh, no.
0: Uh I think season 3 is going to be fun. Oh, season 3's got does some good stuff coming on the We pipe got some good stuff
1: three. down the pipe for season 3, um for the next couple of seasons cuz I think uh the network saw us and and greenlit at least two more seasons so I'll 3 promise. 3 and 4 will we, be coming at some point and so 3 I think we're four, actually I
0: saw I I think we're renewed through 5. Yeah. We've got a deal through season
1: 5 now, <laughs> so we're, we got a contract, we signed it. But um, we're we're playing on the the whole Hollywood Roman numeral system for at least the next few because it's just fun and that's some of the stuff that we used to grow up watching. And so season three will have some like third in the trilogy. And so I think that'll be kind of fun. So yeah,
0: I'm glad you guys, uh, I'm glad you guys are liking it. And I opened the uh, newspaper today and I saw this. Commander James Robespierre Bond of 7 Hampshire Road, Farnsworth, West Elm 5, quietly passed into the next life, Sunday last, aged 79. Commander Bond served bravely on Her Majesty's secret service, primarily during the Cold War, but was known to breach retirement from time to time. He was preceded in death by his wife, Tracy. They had no known children. However, Commander Bond is survived by scores of female traveling companions. Her Majesty asks that you not send flowers, but rather make a memorial donation to Her Majesty's Fund to transform orphans into government stewards. Formal services will be held Thursday through Saturday at Skyfall Manor, with burial to immediately follow at St. Flemings, Connors Abbey, South M5. Mr. E.S. Blofeld, formerly of Argentina, Florence, Jamaica, and Japan, died suddenly Saturday last when his vintage sports car careened tragically over the white cliffs of Dover. He had no known family. Jane Doe, of undetermined residence nor walk of Life, was quietly laid to rest Wednesday last. No family claimed the deceased. The efficient merely stated, We are not now that strength which in old days moved earth and heaven, that which we are, one equal temper of heroic hearts, made weak by time and fate, but strong in will to strive, to find, and not to yield. Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. Six Pack Double Feature presents Tangent.
1: Look, the guys
0: stray off topic and get distracted sometimes by.
1: I said dude a lot, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> okay, a lot. But it's still funny. Just think of it as a sweet, sweet clip show. What's on your mind, guys? So that
0: is the discotheque is. Five hours of the small
1: loop from the. The, the title. The title says. Uh, what does it say? Four hours of Moonrakers disco groove. <laughs> and what's worse is, is I heard, I heard, I forgot that the that song plays at the end credits. <laughs>
0: that. And so. I did too. I blocked the trauma out.
1: I know. I did too. It was unfortunate. So, it. Uh, Because they they did two versions. Yeah, you your regular Moonraker, and then you got your. Well, it is nineteen seventy nine, so.
0: Disco is. It's never gonna die. Disco dis- is not dead. Isn't it great, you guys living in the age of disco?
1: Because it's. It, <sighs> yeah, that. sure
0: is. Oh, ah. Oh. <sighs>
1: That's. It's pure.
0: Roger, that was metamucil you just snorted. I, I know.
1: <laughs> I'm kind of backed up. <laughs> I've eaten nothing, but...
0: I'm Roger Moore from Metamucil.
1: Canned food. Well, I can't make... Canned meat when, from... <laughs>
0: when I'm unable to make a jolly number two... I snort Metamucil. <laughs> I take an $8 line from Metamucil.
1: That's... If <laughs> a 1979 $8 line of Metamucil is like four miles long. You oh. Know? <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Um, yeah, so... Let me see here. That was that. We have two of, like, the longest damn, like, trailers ever. F- Dude, the the Diamonds Are Forever one is, like, almost four minutes long. Okay. The Moonraker one is at least not as long, but the Diamonds Are Forever? Holy mackerel. It's, like, three hour three hours. Three minutes. Three hour trailer. It's amazing. Um,
0: <laughs> it's like it's a whole
1: movie. Yeah, it's like a whole movie. Thank God. Um, no, uh... Diamonds is like 3 minutes and 48 seconds or something like that. I'm like, "Holy crap." Uh um, You're like a
0: teaser trailer? Did they do those bad?
1: So you're going to tell your story about why we aren't drinking?
0: Uh, uh Sure, yeah. <laughs> why <laughs> we, we aren't So we try to pair <laughs> as you as you heard in the <clears throat> in the full episode, I'm drinking Blue Moon Raker. Uh, beer because I don't want to drink anything British today and I don't want to drink Heineken because Heineken's gross. Nathan's original idea was that we drink uh, vodka martini, shaken, not stirred which is a great idea uh, and I was on board for it until this morning when it was game time and I realized that about, I don't know, several years ago mm-hmm. uh, a friend got married in Vegas and they had an open bar Vegas is expensive as hell mm-hmm. especially when you're in your uh Late 20s, early 30s. Um, And I thought, hell, open bar, free drinks? I'm going to drink vodka martinis. I think I drank five or six in about two hours. And uh, Grey Goose, good stuff. Right. Um, And I say five or six because somewhere between five and six, I decided I needed to go throw up maybe both (laughs) in the casino and outside. Right. I don't really remember walking back to the room Um, I don't remember going to bed I remember waking up the next day Oh god I I lost an entire Like it was like 8 o'clock at night I was Yeah it was early I was out early Woke up you know The next morning And it felt like a uh, mariachi band Was playing Slayer tunes in my head It was horrible Lost an entire night in Vegas So You don't need alcohol to have fun kids
1: No the last time I really remember getting completely messed up. Was it the um, time you blew your eye out at Sean's house? No, that was a different time. <laughs> this is before this is pre Tennessee. Oh, okay. Um for some reason I was over at a friend's um and we had copious amounts of coconut rum mixed with oh. Several different things, <laughs> daiquiris, whatever. I mean, I mean, we're just screwing around. We're not. I'm not. I was at the time. I was not super educated on the amount of of the types of alcohol and how much and what to mix and what not to mix sure. with things and and that nature. Stay and, in your lane. Yeah, I, I didn't stay in my lane. I crossed over four lanes of oncoming traffic without using your blinker. Right, exactly. <laughs> I got off on the on ramp. Because <laughs> um, I didn't get sick immediately yep. I went home and then proceeded to throw up on the hour Every hour for about seven hours <laughs> You know the Jim Brewer did you, the, He does a stand up talking about having too much to drink And it's like it starts with the beers And all the beers are partying And the beers for the most part get along fine and then it's this oh, and that. And then, then somebody up. turns up with tequila. And then it's all of like the banditos show up in it. And it's like, all right, everybody out. <laughs> no, 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 no. The way you came in. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen that. It's been a while. Now, uh, that's every time I think about getting sick on alcohol. That's what I think of. That's, <laughs> the way you yeah, came in. The way you came in.
0: And you just, you were having the worst luck with the Boddingtons today. At least it's on your computer, not mine. (laughs) Yours just has beer stains on it. Mine just keeps
1: shutting off. I mean, those little. That was nice. That's Kapersky. That didn't pick up. That's good to know. (laughs) Well, just so we know. Boddingtons need to rest. Yeah, just like Bond does in this movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Holly good, (laughs) Heady. Holly
1: Goodhead. <laughs> I tell you, man. I don't know what it is. It's old. It's the carbon dioxide. That,
0: yeah. Bruh. <laughs> I just turned to a, a a page in my notes that has the word bruh. I was putting my bookmark away. That's unfortunate. You have to open those things twice. That's so weird. Which is better, Guinness or Boddington's? Guinness. Really? Yes. Somewhere in my beer... My beer hood. I skipped right over Guinness and went into like, boy named Sue. Or I'm sorry, beer named Sue. And a boy named
1: Sue.
0: What's a great Johnny Cash song? Yeah, not a beer though.
1: <laughs> right, and that's your, one of your titles right there. <laughs> I'll write that down. Fear yeah. and bonding in Las Vegas. Uh, <laughs> um,
0: I didn't know it was Crispin Glover's yeah, dad until I, did... I did some research. Until I did yeah. the research for this. Oh yeah, that totally makes sense because he's a weirdo. He's a weirdo um that's
1: not the the apple doesn't fall far from the tree no <laughs>
0: I, and i wish I, I may do it for this episode for the title card um i don't have a uh mr kid action figure but i do have a george mcfly action figure that i think could serve as a face stand in. as a stand mm-hmm. in for one of the gay assassins mr f are you <laughs> sure that's where does that play in
1: the movie uh somewhere okay where James Bond is present. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Um, it's on the soundtrack. Uh, it may play somewhere in the movie, but you shared with me recently. It uh, was a. Po- I know that when it was recorded, it was a possibility for w- the song, but they decided that they needed the title in the song. Well, sure. Because so what? what the that three? That worked fine until. So it's what? gold. It's "Buy You Love Me" and then "Octopussy," <laughs> and then we changed it. Yes, yeah.
0: I mean, I, I, <laughs> Sorry, I was reading my notes here. I, it's so funny when That's I write so these notes. I write these notes weeks or months in advance, and, and we get to talking about them, and I'm pages ahead of myself. because I, I... <laughs> um, <laughs> it would have just been called Raker. <laughs> James Bond it's not, rakes not, up grass clippings, leafs, leafs, leaves, leaves, uh, leaves, dog poop. Yeah. Horse manure. He just rakes at all. He just, he's just got a rake. He's an overall... Now, see here, 007, this may appear to be an ordinary leaf rake, but it is, in fact, an ordinary leaf rake. You can use it to rake up other things, as well as leaves. Thank you, Q. Grass clippings, dog poo, horse manure, dead bodies. Hay. Hay. Straw. Straw, what have you. Now, be careful... Six-Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six-Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six-Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. In Southeast Asia, we call this type of thing bad karma.